Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your Source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 240 for the 21st of Tammuz in Alipir. So we've often heard this idea that man was created in the image of God. We see this, we, it comes up in the Bible. That's the first, that's the origin of this idea. But what does it really mean? So we know that we often use anthropomorphic terms to refer to God, and we've talked about how this is at least least partially in order for us to be able to relate to God and to have some kind of something, like we look at ourselves, and and that can give us some semblance of something when we talk about God. But what does it really mean? What does it mean that we were created in the image of God? And this exactly is the topic of today. This is what we're going to be talking about today. And for context, the way that this came about is if you've been following along in the last couple of episodes, we really talked about this idea of the uniqueness of the creation of man and how the human being was different than all other creatures where other creatures were created exclusively through God's breath, which is a more superficial manifestation of God's life force. It's, it's, it's called the spirit of God's mouth, but it's, it's a little bit more superficial. It's like a man, it's a concrete manifestation of God's breath in verbal articulation, just like our speech is a kind of like superficial manifestation of our insights versus man is unique in the sense that he was created specifically through God's breath. It says that God breathed a man's soul into him. And we talked about how breath is something more internal, like true breathing, true, like if you just blow into a balloon or if, uh, or if you just like breathe out, like take a long exhale, this is going to be a lot deeper manifestation of you. It's coming from a more internal place in you versus if you were to just speak some words. So there's something about man that really is unique. And this, this is really this idea of how it is that we say that we were created in the image of God. This is what it's really talking about in a, in a really deep way. Not so much that it's like, we're kind of like cookie cutter, like images of God. And it's like, we look at ourselves and and we talk about God's different character traits and we have these character traits too. Like that's kind of like a, one way of looking at it on this very kind of like very basic way of understanding. But in today's Tanya, we're actually going to come to a deeper appreciation of what this means. A deeper appreciation of what it means that God breathed his life into us from a deep essential place. So we got a little intro into this topic at the end of yesterday's episode where we spoke about the different names of God and where we talked about how the name, the two names, the two kind of most fundamental names of God are the name of Elohim and the name of Yudke Vavke, the Tetragrammaton. And we talked about how the name Elohim, it can be thought of as being a more superficial name of God. It alludes to the more external aspects of God. It, it, 
alludes to the way God creates the world and everything in it and all of the worlds, the angels included, through speech. Versus when we talk about the Yudke Vavke, the Tetragrammaton, this is alluding to a more internal, inner aspect of God. This is where we come from, human beings. This is where we, this is where our life force comes from. So today, we're actually really going to focus on that name. We're going to focus on this very famous Tetragrammaton, as it is known, not only in Jewish culture, but in other religions as well. People know there's something really special about this tetragrammaton, this four-letter name of God, the name of all names, like the fundamental name of God, the name that can bring us the closest to kind of grasping at the essence of who God is. Even though, of course, we can never really do that, as as we've explained elsewhere, it's it's kind of the closest we can get to. It's, it really is. There's something very fundamental about that name of Yudke Vavke. So today, we're really going to explore that name. We're going to look at it in detail. We're going to look at the four letters that, it, that it's made up of. And how this and uh, how this describes God, at least in terms of our relationship with Him, and then we're going to look at a person. We're going to look at a human being, and we're going to see how this translates into a human being, into our souls, and see how these these character traits, these characteristics that are present in man, in God, um, in in the breakdown of these four letters, are present in man as well. So with that being said, I think we can get straight into the text, and it's a pretty straightforward episode today. It's a little bit long. It is a Wednesday, after all, which tend to be the, those longer episodes, but it's but it's it's pretty straightforward. So so let's get straight into it. And for context, we are still in the middle of chapter four of Ikaros Atshuva, and we're actually going to conclude this chapter today. And so here we go. So the altar of it begins, and he says that the explanation for this idea that the that a person comes with this name of Habaya, which is what, where we left off yesterday, it can be understood from the statement in Patach Eliyahu, where it says, and this is from the introduction to the Tikkunei Zohar, that you who, you, and this is, I'm reading the translation because I, I don't speak Aramaic as well as I speak Hebrew, so you are he who elicited the ten Tikkunim, meaning garments, which we call the ten spheros, by which to conduct the concealed worlds and the revealed worlds. You are wise, but not with a knowable attribute of wisdom. You understand, but not with a knowable attribute of understanding, and so on, uh, with regards to each of the remaining spheros. So meaning that like each one of the spheros, that God has these attributes, but not in a way that is known. All the ten spheros are included and represented in their source, the Tetragrammaton, the Yodke Vavke. So how is it? So now the altar is going to explain how it is that all of these ten spheros can actually are actually hinted at in the Yodke Vavke, in this four-letter name of God. So we see that the Yud, the first letter of the name of the Yudke Vavke, is the aspect of just a dot. It's just a point. And this hints at the aspect of Chochmah, of God's Chochmah. Which is the which is the idea of concealment and hiddenness that cut that that comes before it comes into understanding and comprehension. So the idea of chokhmah, basically, like this attribute of chokhmah, is when people like know something. It's often like referred to as intuition. It's like this thing of like the spark of 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 like insight that a person gets, but it's it's not even revealed fully to themselves, let alone to the world. So that's why it's alluded to in this idea of the yud, this point. And the kutz, like the little thorn that's above the yud. So if you ever look at like a, a yud, especially the way that it's written in like the more ancient kind of text, it has this little like chupchik, like this little, uh, little like, uh, 
protrusion that comes outside of the letter. And that little protrusion is sort of thought to be like higher than chokhmah. It's thought to be the aspect of will, which is higher than chokhmah, uh, than the supernal chokhmah, as is now known. And so afterwards, so first we start with this level of chokhmah. So we have this like the ratzon, which is the chupchik that's right coming out of the yod. Then we have the chokhmah, that's the yod itself. And then this chokhmah, this like initial spark of insight or intuition comes into revelation. Like it's, it overflows into a way of revelation and understanding in it, but it's still in the concealed worlds in the Alman Stimen. And this is represented by the letter He, which has the idea, if you look at the letter He, the way that it is uh, illustrated, like the form of the letter He, it's very wide, like it, it takes up a lot of space. And so this hints at the idea of width, which uh, which really points to this idea of the widening of understanding and of explanation. So it's like a, an intuition is something that's very like, it's it's like thought of as like a seminal point. It's like you have an insight, you have like a spark. It's like this like initial uh, spark of lightning that a person has when they have like, aha, I got it. But once they start to elaborate upon the idea, once they start to really think about that idea, it becomes much more expansive, which is why it's alluded to with the letter hey. And the hey is not only expansive in a width kind of sense, but it also has a length to it. So again, if you look at the hay, there's also, there's like the two lines that that uh, go on the sides. And then there's another line in the middle that points at the length of it. So what's the idea of the length is that it's, it has this ability. There's like a downward flow in it where it can actually flow downwards. It can bring this idea down into the concealed worlds. And then afterwards from this extension into, so from the extension into the concealed worlds, then the extension continues even further down into the revealed world. So what does this mean from the hidden worlds into the revealed world? So the level of Bina, the, the hidden worlds, so while it is very expansive and it is very like elaborative, like there's a lot going on, it's still within the self. It's still the, the self that is comprehending. So when a person, for example, is engaged in the process of Bina, they are no longer in that level of that seminal insight. Now they're into this more expansive way of thinking thinking about the idea, but it is still within themselves. They haven't actually revealed it to anybody else yet. But then once we want to get into this level of having it come down and become revealed into the revealed worlds. So this is like a person, the ultra rabbi explains, that wants to reveal their chokhmah to other people through their speech, for example. And this aspect of the revelation to other is uh, is manifest through the letters vav and hey. So we see basically, so just to pause here to kind of put this in perspective, the first two letters of the Yod Kevavke, the Yod and the he, and the initial He are more internal. They're more about the re- revelation to the self versus the second two letters, the Vav and the He are about revelation to other. So why is this? This is because the Vav has to do, if you look at the Vav, the way that it is, it's a straight line. So it, it's all about drawing down. It's about drawing it down to below. And we know that this drawing down comes from the Midah of Hashem's Chesed and his goodness, as well as all of his other holy Midos that uh, that are all encompassed in the letter six. So why the letter six? So the ultra rabbi here is going to cite a pasuk and he's going to just mention a few parts of the pasuk, uh, but I'm actually going to read the full pasuk because I think it will give a better context. So this is from Divrei Hayamim, chapter 29, verse 11, where it says, Lecha Hashem hagdula 
והגבורה, והתפארת, והנצח, וההוד. כי כל בשמיים ובארץ לך השם הממלכה, והמתנשא לכל הראש. So in Hebrew, what that means is, for you, God, are the greatness, the might, the glory, the victory, the majesty, and all that is in the heavens and on earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, and you are he who is exalted over everything as leader. So if you just read this like superficially, it just sounds like, okay, we're, we're giving Hashem all these praises, nice things and everything, but it's actually a very deep thing going on because in Hebrew, we actually see that there's a breakdown of the six mitos that are pointed out here, and then we have the mitah of malchus, which is its own thing. So we see there's the gedula, which is chasad, gvora, which is gvorat, then tiferet, then netzach, and then hod. And then Yesod isn't spelled out explicitly, but I guess it's implied in that passage. So the main idea is that basically um, the altar is saying that this this is showing that this, there's six mitos of Hashem, and these six mitos all come from Hashem's chasad, because chasad is the initial one of all of that. And so that's that's what the vav represents, is, is the six mitos of Hashem. And that's why the vav actually not only is it a straight line, but it also uh uh, according to Gematria, the numerical value of it is of six is six, so it, it corresponds to these six pitos. And the Ultra Bridge just specifies that the reason why we don't include Malchus here is because Malchus is called the word of God, Dvar Hashem. Uh, and he gives a, a proof of this, and this is from Kohelet. Uh, from chapter 8, verse 4 of Kohelet, where it says, Ba'asher dvar melech shilton, where it says, wherever the word of the king holds sway. So uh, so basically, so there's a there's there's a connection between the word and the king. So the idea of the dvar melech, the, the speech of the king. And the ultra says that this attribute of Hashem's malchus, this is hinted at in the last name, the last letter of Hashem's name, the last hey of the, Shem, of the name Yodke Vavke. Uh, and the reason why, why is it specifically a hey, like why this letter hey, is because the inner aspects and the source of speech is the the supernal breath that comes from the heart and is divided up into the five parts of the mouth. And five is in Hebrew, the Hebrew letter that has the numerical uh, equivalent of five is hey. What are the five parts of the mouth? So the ultra doesn't specify all five of them right now, but he he alludes to the first one. He, he mentions explicitly the first one and basically gives us an idea that there are five. So there's like the one that he mentions is the throat. So it's like one way that we speak is through the throat. These are the letters of the Aleph, Chet, Hey, and Ayn. Uh, then just to give you an idea, there's certain letters that are more related to the lips. These are like the bets, the Vav, the Mem, and the Pei. So each one of the Hebrew letters, basically, it's like the way that they're spoken, it's through one of the one of five different organs of speech. There's five basic organs of speech, and this is how they are manifest. This is how speech manifests. It's, it's that our breath passes through these five organs of speech. And these five oral articulations, as they're called, is what causes the speech to manifest, which is why hey, five, is representative of this idea of malchus, which is representative of the idea of speech. And not only that, there's another way that we can understand that how hey is connected to speech, to kind of like the source and origin of speech, because hey is the idea of unvocalized breath. Like it's like a ha sound, like it's just like, uh, just has no actual substance to it. And the ultra rubber brings uh, proof from this. This is from... Um, from something in, a, in the sitter where it says, Atak lila ba meshasha, which means a light letter without substance. That's what, how we can think of the hay. The hay kind of doesn't have its own substance to it. It's like the primordial form of speech, the raw 
aspects of speech, which again is why it we can think of speech of the hay being uh, parallel to to the to malchus, which is connected to speech. Okay, now the altar goes on and he says that uh, that all these things that we're talking about, you know, God and speaking and God uh, feeling like his emotive attributes, all this stuff. But we we know that God doesn't have a physical body, God forbid. But nevertheless, we know, as we mentioned before, that the Torah speaks in the language of God, of man. And not only that, that when we say Deval Hashem, the, 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 the speech of God, we're referring to the 22 letters of the Hebrew alphabet, which are divided up into five different parts, into the five different articulations, with, which, which, which created, caused the creation of every single creation in the world. As we explained earlier on in Likutei Amarim, Chalik Bet, which is Shargachud Vamona, chapter 11, as I mentioned in the introduction, we mentioned this, so we, we spoke about this in detail there. So you can go back and listen to those podcast episodes where we talked about this more in detail. So the basic idea is that we talk about God having speech. We talk about God uh, speaking the world into existence, but the ultra is just reminding us God's speech is not like our speech. We call it speech because that's what we can relate to, but it's really, it's, a, it's another thing. But the reason why we call it speech is because just like speech is divided up and is manifest through the five articulations of the mouth so too is god does god speak the world into existence by virtue of these five articulations and then uh, the ultra rabbi says that now we're going to look at the soul of man and so then by way of analogy but to a infinite degree in so there's an infinite separation so it's not like that we're actually god right right god forbid but when we look at the soul of man we can we can see a parallel. We can see that there's an aspect of the divine soul which God blew into us, and it we have within us, like every person has within them, an aspect of the hidden mind. So, what is this aspect of the hidden mind? This aspect of the hidden mind is the is alluded to in the letter Yud. So, this again, this is the idea of chokhmah, like this this kind of uh, this intuition, like when you know things. Like, do you ever get this like intuitive thought, like you know something before you can put it into words? That's your intuition at play. That's your chokhmah, and that's alluded to in the in this initial letter Yud, which has in its power to come out into revelation in order to really understand this in a full sense. So again, if you get ever get this like insight, this like initial spark of intuition, even if in the moment you don't really know what it is that you're grasping at, it can, it does have the, the ability that that intuitive thought has the ability to expand itself and to really um, become more fleshed out through your understanding and thinking. Um, each person according to his measure, according to the ability of their mind. So you know, some people are better at articulating their thoughts and uh, and uh, really fleshing out their thoughts more, and some people maybe less so. But every person can do it to some extent. And the more a person deepens in their mind and really widens and broadens their their understanding and their knowledge to really try to understand God's greatness, then this is hinted at in the letter of hay. So this letter of hay has the width to it, like we were saying. So just like it's like when it comes to God, God has, when we talk about the, the name Yudke Vavke in its original 
source. So that was that's like the origin of Bina. Now we're talking about it, how it's manifest in man. So in man, the more that we use our intellects to really try to understand God, to really try to come to a sense of full understanding of God and think about this God and deepen our thought and widen our thought, like really get um, deeply into it. This is going, this corresponds to the letter He, which has the split to it. And it also has a length, as we said, which means again, this idea of the, of the, the drawing down from above to below to to what does it mean in this case this means to take from our mind and our understandings to have uh, something come out of it that the more we meditate about the greatness of God then what will grow th- from this is a sense of love and fear and all the offshoots that come out of this in our mind and in the recesses of our heart and afterwards this will come out and become revealed in our hearts and this will bring us to serving God in a real way be through being involved in Torah and mitzvahs with our mouth with our uh, voice and with speech or with action and the, this is the aspect of the vav and the hey for us so Again, so just like we spoke about from God's perspective, for God, the the Yud and the He are more internal. They're more of these this Chochmah and Bina for God uh, that's on the inside. And then the Vav and the He, the lower Vav and He, have to do with the way that He manifests here in the world and creates the world um, through His, and the way He relates to the world through His emotions and His speech. So for us too, for man, we also have this aspect of the Yud and the He being the Chochmah and Bina, which is when we get this like intuition and then we further elaborate upon this intuition and meditate upon the ideas specifically here we're talking about the ideas of god and understanding god and then there's the last two letters of the vav and the hay and that's where we that thinking that meditation becomes practical and we actually feel emotions and we feel a sense of fear and love of god in our hearts and that we actually serve god in action as well and now the altar concludes with a final point where he tells us that this whole idea, this this contemplation that brings us to understanding the greatness of God actually comes from Torah. It also comes from Torah but because Torah comes from Chochmah, uh, which is the aspect of the Yud, of the name of the Yud Kevavke, the, the Tetragrammaton. So basically the idea is that um, really everything comes from Torah ultimately, even our own understanding of everything and our own like intuitions and insights about God because God is, uh, because everything comes comes from Torah. That's the basic idea. So that's the end of the section. So in sum, just the basic idea that we're, we're learning about today is to have a deeper understanding of what it means when we say that we were created in the image of God. Like what does this mean exactly? Does it mean that like you, that God somehow looks like us or you know is like a bigger version of us or something like that? So we came to really understand it on a core level that what it means is that when we look at the Yudke Vavke, which is like the most essential name of God, the Tetragrammaton, it actually contains within it, it hints at the different attributes of God and these different attributes of God uh, are found within man as well in, on, on this level and, and and it can help us actually relate to God. So we can use these tools to relate to God. We can use our chokmah, our bina and our emotions and our speech to, and our actions to relate to God. So that's it for today and tomorrow we're going to move on to a new chapter. We're going to do an entire chapter tomorrow actually, chapter five and I will speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Abraham Yitzchak ben Benyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. 
To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow, and until then, have a great day.